and didn't get the combine invite that everyone gets. Was was a little was a little knocked off that. Was a little upset. But, That's personal. Oh, 100 percent. Everything's pretty personal. You want to bring me to earth. You got to stay in control if they going to determine your worth. Both of my parents are still in values and wisdom from birth. No, it sound foreign. Neither was born on American turf. Well, the black of the berry, then the sweet of the juice. My melanin dark, but it's shining the moon. Got a product design that you bound to consume. So you better be talking bread if you want to commune. I'm done paying my dues. I'm making the rules. No more waiting for cues. Time to make us some news. You got to warm-ups welcome to welcome to the show thank you for joining us thanks for having me pleasure to be here and uh you know some episodes we talk shop with experts we'll have um an athlete that's building a business and we'll bring in an interspecific expert to um talk about you know whatever business whatever industry they're in um, and then sometimes we'll sit with vets. We'll hear about their journey, um, you know, how their stories have shaped uh, and what their post-career slash beyond sports. I, I literally hate saying post-career. Yeah. Let's say it again. We already said this. Because when you start after your career is over, growing in business. It's too late. You're too late. Um, but with you, that's not a problem, right? Because you're no. the CEO of a startup. Yeah. And we're going to get to that. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about where you're from, how you got to this point, um, because your, st- your story is super interesting to me and where you grew up is not far from where I've been staying the past couple of years. So right, without right. further ado, give us a little bit of background on Adam Pankey. My name, like you said, Adam Pankey. I'm from Cincinnati area, uh, more specifically Hamilton, Ohio. Shout out Hamilton. Um, not, not, it's a little rougher than some of the other areas around there, but great people, great people all around the community uh, helped uh, shape the person I am today. Um, I'd have to say. How you grew up? How'd you grow up? I grew up a uh, single family, single family household. Mom uh, taking care of everything, working, working both sides, grandparents involved, helping me get to, to point A, point B. So some uh, really great role models on my end coming up that's dope and so you play high school football yeah yeah I'd, I started started in Hamilton stayed in Hamilton uh mom kind of pushed for me to go uh Catholic route uh private school I kind of fought her on it had a bunch of friends I always grew up with playing and it was, it was it's hard to leave the sand park if if you know what I mean so I, I stuck it out there and uh I we handled the rest I had a great team um Colleges came in, they found me. I went to, ended up going to West Virginia. I was originally committed to Pittsburgh before that. Uh, coaching change happened before signing day, flipped over, went to West Virginia. They were down, showed big interest. Uh, and it was just a perfect fit for me from there. So who, who you have other teammates from West Virginia that are in the league right now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're scattered, really. I, I came in with a, with a bunch of guys. Um, Carl Joseph, Kaiser White, Kevin White, the brothers. Uh, 
We got Nick Kwiatkowski just signed. Shout out to Nick. Yeah, my, my, you know my Nick? boy, man. I just met Nick out in uh, in Vegas. No shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you, do uh, Carl Joseph? I just saw on his Instagram or something. He was running up the hill. Yeah, man. What's at, the hill? At w Hill. What? It's, it's not a hill. I gotta I gotta clarify that for everybody. It's a mountain. <laughs> okay. We we are the mountaineers up in West Virginia, so we uh we got a mountain you run, and it's it's kind of a tradition hand down. Uh, through through the team, uh, if you're a part of West Virginia, you run that hill. There's there's no way around it about it. I've seen it crush many a souls. Um, you made it up? Oh, I made it up. I made. It, I tried to hide a couple times, but I definitely <laughs> made it up. Uh, you, you you do what you can. By yeah, by the end you might just be rolling down Is that, that thing and you lose your legs. It's not even a conditioning test. It's it's just that get right that we gotcha, we're, we're just constantly on. You got to hit it every week. Add another rep on that hill. So um, it's a daunting task for sure, uh, but definitely, definitely strengthens you through the process. You go, you go through your your high school career. You you get recruited to WVU, right? Right, right. You end up. That's where you end up landing. Yep. Did you? So you got recruited to a couple places. Yeah, yeah. I was getting actively recruited, and and like I said, uh, was originally committed to Pittsburgh in like October. At the time, signing day was like one day, and it was February first. There's not these three and two day signings that they do now, so uh, it was a little bit more of a, a concentrated date. And um, I remember getting a call, and uh, it was Todd Graham, I think, was the coach at the time, and it, it made Sports Center that he had just dipped out and uh, went to Arizona State, and that's kind of how I found out too. It was a normal day at school, you know, and I'm just getting calls from everywhere telling me that my coach is leaving, my coach is pulling me out of class, letting me know that my coach is leaving and I got different colleges calling my phone, wanting to try to sneak in there and see is there any way I can go there or anything. But I really kept calm and looked at the people who had already offered me because I knew that I was needed and wanted there. Same day, West Virginia coaches were down at my school. So um, I was was in limbo land and I had a coach right there kind of Tell me it's gonna be all right, and and I felt that they had that need for me, so it was kind of easy on my end. How how does that happen? Like, how do you get recruited? You have to send emails. You have to go to camps. Oh man, uh, daunting list of the things that you gotta kind of do to get recruited. I, at the time, Hamilton wasn't really a big powerhouse; hadn't been to the playoffs since '94, so um, we weren't getting a whole lot of traffic through the school, and you, you felt that pressure to kind of go out and figure out where the junior days were. I know I. Took a couple trips down to NC State, a couple trips up to Wisconsin. And this is all you? This is, yeah, this is me and my this mom. Isn't your, just, I was going to say, is your yeah, mom we're, like, we're, you're doing great, sweetie? Like, oh, no, she, I mean, yeah, she's, like she's, you know, she's the number one fan. So right, she's, she's always going to give me that. And, and she always gets me hype. But I mean, we just would pack it in the car and we'd go on these nine hour trips and uh, head down to North Carolina, head up to Wisconsin, um, banging, banging up in Wisconsin and, and camp. Uh, there was a rule because I guess the Ohio State Michigan rivalry back in the day, they implemented rules for high schoolers leaving the state of Ohio that you can't equipment up and like put your shoulder pads on and, and helmets. And Wisconsin was one of these camps that you had to be padded up. So I, I would remember going through and drilling against guys having full gear and like maybe I got like just my my helmet on and just remembering being banged up after they're bruised up and stuff. Um but just really just doing whatever I could to try to get my name out there, let let coaches know I was serious, that, that I really wanted it, you know? Yeah. Were you, were, was Hamilton 
a smaller school in comparison to, you know, some of these big schools because, you know, personally, I came from a super small school. Right, right. My high school team had 14 guys on the team. Oh, man. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Everybody played both ways except for the quarterback. You know, oh, whoa. That whoa, type yeah, of situation. Okay. Um, and, you know, in, being in situations like that, I know that there's not a lot of funding for, you know, recruiting coordinators and things like that. So sure. it's a lot of things being put on you, the individual, and your parents to be able to make it happen. For sure. Recruit it and get to the next level. Was that similar for you? Uh, it was it was similar in ways, but we weren't one of the smaller schools. We're actually okay. one of the bigger public schools in, in Ohio. You still didn't have it, though. D- yeah, didn't wasn't really publicly funded really gotcha. well. Um, we had enough, if that makes Makes sense. Definitely had enough, but it wasn't one of the pipeline schools that that you see for sure. So it wasn't heavily recruit. It wasn't a heavily recruited area. Uh, the area was have was well, pretty. Okay, heavily so recorded. yes, because I, I I live in Cincinnati, so right. I know you've got the Molars. Oh yeah, you've got the big school. Sam yeah. Sam Hubbard was from Molar. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, weird story about Sam. We'll get him on here one day. Yeah. He, um, the, the way I know this is, and hopefully this is the correct way, but. <laughs> Um, Sam was like a lacrosse player and Urban came to his school and sees this big dude crushing it in lacrosse in the gymnasium or, you know, whatever on, on his official, uh, Urban's official visit to, to Moeller. Yeah. And he's like, who the heck is that guy? And then, um, I call that Sam Hubbard and Sam, I think Sam got offered right from there to oh, go play at Ohio football. State. And now he go wow. now he's back at the Bengals playing for his hometown team. Wow. So storybook situation <laughs> yeah, there. Moeller, is definitely one of those. But Moeller's not Hamilton. No, nah, not at all. Not at all. So, okay. So we're, we're getting down the road here. So you, you go play at WVU and then what? Like you were there all four years? Uh, five years. Tore my ACL um, freshman year in there. Uh, didn't, didn't have adequate knee braces. Uh, after, after I tore my ACL, got knee braces implemented for everybody at the time. But um, oh, So you're, you're a... You're a trendsetter. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. I take pride in that. So, we we had that whole ordeal go on. So that that set me back a year. So I actually went to West Virginia for five years. Five years through. And then what? Five years through, um, got a pro day. I had an East West Shrine game invite. Uh, went to an All Star game. I w- I was our second team All Conference in the Big Twelve. Um, had just recently transitioned within my time going there. That was a big selling point. Mm-hmm. So uh was really was really happy with the results we ended up with and didn't get the combine invite that everyone gets. Was was a little was a little knocked off that. Was a little upset. That's personal? Oh, 100%. Everything's pretty personal, but do you, do you know the percentage of guys that don't make the combine that get drafted? I do not. I know it's I know it's super low. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm I don't know sure. the percentage off the top of my head, but I know it's super low. Yeah, I'm sure. That kind of struck you right there, like yeah, damn. yeah. That's going to be an uphill battle. Uphill battle, right, right, right. They didn't get the combine invite either. He was trashed though. That's why. Oh man, no, I, I seen some some highlights. <laughs> Wait and play now. See his huddle. I, <laughs> oh huddle! I, I was pre huddle. Pre huddle. I was pre huddle. I was. We probably had huddle too. for your. No, we had highlights. we had uh, VCR takes, man. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> I just sit out in the VCR. I'm dead serious. Bro. That's right crazy. Now. I ain't gonna say my age now. <laughs> so. You don't get the combine invite. You're still trying to make it to the league. Yep. What what's what do you do next? Like what's the process? Uh, coming from Hamilton, man, the mindset is always the same. No one it's it's that underdog mentality. It's it's mm-hmm. no one no one's expecting much from you. So you gotta have big belief in yourself. 
And I think coming from Hamilton, that's that's what it's given me. So this is interesting. I'm going to pause this like point in our conversation to say something that I, that I always get excited about, right? Yeah. The, the things that you're talking about right now are why I love working with athletes in business. Because as an entrepreneur, you get knocked down, you got to get back up again. Some days I'm like, I'm on top of the world, cloud nine. Two days later, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, there's, it's a roller coaster of emotions. And athletes have all of the characteristics of being successful as an entrepreneur. It's built in, right? And not to mention, you're, you're so, you, you, you are the 1% of the 1%. Like you have to have all of these characteristics. It has to be a perfect storm for you to, be, you to be able to play at the highest level. Right. So for you, you get, you don't even get a combine invite. You just have to hustle your way into some type of what training camp invitation. Yeah, You get, get a training camp invite. Um, I think, I think I signed for what? $5,000 after taxes, you, you take home about $2,000. That's, that's just for me signing, like nothing guaranteed, okay, okay, like okay. I'm gonna show up, but I got this these two racks, which is a lot of money to me. You know, fast food was like twenty five hundred. I'm getting that at once. I'm like, okay, I'm doing something. I'm here. I'm, I got my foot in the door. I wasn't sweating it too bad. Okay, then fast forward to your first team. Yeah, yeah. Green Bay actually gave me that opportunity. Um, Ted Thompson was was the man leading leading the way. Uh, R.I.P. What year did you go to Green Bay? I came out twenty sixteen, so twenty seventeen would have been the first year in the league for me. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then. You stick with Green Bay for how long? Uh was in Green Bay for three years. That third year was a roller coaster. Um, I remember getting cut right out of preseason, then getting signed on by Tennessee. I was there for like a cup of coffee one week. Someone got hurt in Green Bay. I'm signed right back to the active wow. right after that. So I got to pick up, move again. Because you're familiar. They're familiar with you. You're familiar with them. Right, right, yeah. Um, and there was some, some contract disputes going on but got me back went up there was happy making a playoff run then I got cut going into that playoff run for um for a, a, a veteran guy someone someone that I guess they they felt more comfortable with brand new brand new to the organization brand new to the organization at the time what did yeah. that do to you mentally I'm, I mean at the time it was it was such a crazy year that I just had to be ready for whatever I felt like mm-hmm. whatever whatever was going to be thrown at me I felt like it was it was it was a bigger plan than I had for myself so you put it all on on the line for an entire season and then you get to the good part and they're like hey hit the couch yeah yeah pretty pretty much um I mean the expectation was I guess to sign me back to practice squad had had some some good film out there Miami Miami picked up on it and they didn't let me come back so and I've been been here in Miami ever since going on Wow. Third year down here in Miami. And you like it? Yeah, I mean, it's not <laughs> it's not much you can't like about Miami. You gotta it's, say that. It's a little distracting <laughs> for your boy. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a really nice place. A uh, really great fan base. They they care about the team. So I mean, I, as a football player, I can't ask for a whole lot more than that. Yeah. So I kind of want to get into the the meat and potatoes. Like, okay. You know, you're three years in, like. You know, three years into being on the active roster. What is, like, what makes you want to scratch this entrepreneurial itch right now? You know, because most guys wait to the end to 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 do anything beyond ball. And 
in a sense, I get it. You know, the main thing has to be the main thing. Ball yeah. first. Ball, Ball first. first, right? For but, sure. That's but, what you make your generational wealth. Yeah, right, right, so we right. That. But but still, like, you know, if you wait till, you know, those checks not are not coming in or, you know, you older, you know, and like most guys, that's the path they take. But you being a relatively young guy, you know, what, what makes you want to build things right now while you're in the, the prime of your career as a professional athlete? Right. It was just a, a total flip in, in my mindset and mentality, really. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have a really good player engagement staff over with the Dolphins, one, one that I hadn't been had the privilege to, to work with until I got there. And they put on these, these combines, business combines. For, for the athletes and um I showed up took a took a chance gave my time and um it was the best thing that that I could have done for myself at the time it, it opened opened my mind to new avenues that that I wasn't even aware of because I was so locked into my football right. role and it g- gave me a lot of confidence I would say and and I, I needed I needed that confidence that extra push right, right. to actually go and pursue something like that so prior to the combine like building a business wasn't even on your mind no no maybe maybe like getting a house or something real estate wise was was on my mind investing passive right very very passively too like my spot i wasn't you know so yeah but just the whole mindset from from attending that Mm -hmm. that whole meeting and being around some of the the minds that they let us be around and pick those minds right it, it was it was priceless yeah so you're moving on to this next chapter now not even next chapter, like reading two chapters at once. Right, you got so, two books open. Right. And you're building. Yep. What are you building? Yeah, so I'm building something that that sticks close to home to me, which is going to be the combine. Uh, when I say combine, I'm not I'm not meaning the actual NFL combine. It's going to be a combine for youth athletes, and they're going to be able to identify their athletic DNA while also being able to give them a baseline standard of their athletics. Okay. That okay, that's that's interesting. So is it a tech platform? Is it an event? Right, right. So it's a little bit of, of, of both. I mean it's gonna be camp, so there there will be events for sure. We're gonna want kids well, showing that, up. That's where you pull that's where you pull your data. Right. Yeah. And then then we would store that data that we would test these young athletes on, whether it be just pure measurables from arm length to hand size to vertical jump to those lateral quickness drills. So, okay, pause, because a lot of the people that are going to be watching this show don't know what the NFL combine is. The NBA has a combine? Yeah, but it's just not as publicized or as important as... But the same, it's the same Same process. principles. Okay, yeah, same yeah, principles. Yeah, sure. So what it... You didn't, you didn't even get invited to NFL combine, but you can tell us what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so um, the combine is pretty much uh, a day geared towards not only the players and their their respective testing results and numbers that they'll get, but also teams, GMs, coaches. They get a, a, a extra couple of days to see these guys up close and personal, interview these guys. Um, it just gives you an extra extra chance to see these guys live in action and they're really going off of those those testing results that they're they're having them what run through. What do they through. test? What do they test? Yeah, so for NFL, some of the the pretty big tests that they like to do are like the 40-yard dash, they do the bench press, 
vertical jump, long jump, and then some of the change of direction drills, like the 20-yard shuttle, things like that. We'll see how you move. Yeah, definitely. We'll see how you move. It's a report card for... Definitely. For, yo, are you a good fit for our team? For sure. For the needs that we know. And then you're kind of buying into a certain player. So you're building that for kids, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. What's the end goal? Like, why... Why does this business need to be a thing in the first place? Sure. I mean, as we were discussing before, uh, for me, it was it was a lot of extra packing on to my, my mom. In hindsight, looking back on it, um, she had not only me, two other kids, and um, she was a single mom. So I'm sure that put a lot of stress on her driving me up and down. But she's willing to make that kind of sacrifice for me because I'm her kid. And I think that to go to the next level? To go to the next level and pursue my dreams, which was playing football at the time. And you mentioned how Hamilton get kind of like second fiddle yeah. to some of these bigger schools. Yeah. So what what are you going to do? So what what's the point of this business? You're collecting all this information for kids. And are you just sending them home with that information? And like, that's that's your secret sauce? Or like, what what's the point? Why, why should I send my kid to... Com, uh, to a combine, one of your combines. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, this this thing's going to be twofold. I mean, you're going to get around athletes that, that have been there and done that Division One to the professional um, professional level, and that's where we want, kind of want to keep the trainers and, and kind of that guidance coming from people that have, have been there and done that. So personal benefit is the first fold. Yeah. What's the second fold? Second fold is going to be that data storage that we're going to have, that baseline that we're giving kids. And where do you, what do you do with that information? Uh, we're going to allow kids to to have access to that so they know their base levels so they can kind of track, are they improving over time? When they come to us again, those numbers shouldn't be the same. We should see some improvement somewhere along the line. Okay, so you're almost like, it's like a return on investment right. to all the money that I'm spending as a parent Sure. Um, to level my kid up. Like, I grew up playing soccer. And I went to all of the extra trainings and, you know, premier soccer beyond the travel and pretty baseline stuff. Mm-hmm. But so that data you just basically give to the kids or? Yeah, I mean, at the at the start, we're going to give it to the kids. But the end goal is to, to give this data directly to colleges. Ooh. So colleges can now track Ooh. our kids putting in that work. Are they are they taking it as serious? So they can protect their investment now. We're t- we got NIL money. Yeah, you got NIL. Yeah. So it's like, so Hamilton, the, the kid in, you know, Hamilton, Ohio, or small town, you know, Kansas mm-hmm. can potentially take any data that they receive from your combine. Because, so how, talk to me a little bit about the testing. Because is the testing the same across the board? Oh, absolutely. It has to be, right? It has to be. Well, the, yeah, I guess, okay, so the combine testing. every year, the NFL it's combine the is always the same. Yeah, yeah, you don't, there's there's no tricks. You know exactly what you're getting it's into. Apples exactly. to apples. So year over year, city, city to city, mm-hmm. you're testing the same exact data. So are you out at all of these? Is, it sounds like a franchise model. That's, bro, literally that's what I was going to next. Like the scalability of this thing. Yeah. It. It's rinse and repeat. It's a it's that's that's the when you talk about businesses that can go beyond, like you're building a model that works and can be duplicated in other ways. And Alex hit it on the head, franchising. Like, For sure, is that the model you're thinking right now? A hundred percent. That's that's definitely the mindset going into this thing. And and like I said, getting those Division One NFL athletes involved 
involved in their communities that they may be from, reaching out to them. So them being the franchisee. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh. Even if say if we don't want the NFL guy, maybe that division one guy that just didn't make it to that right, right. NFL level, got that tryout, but this just didn't be the stick, opportunity you know? for them to be able to build something within their community, yes. Within their community and for themselves. hundred percent. Hundred percent. So you're selling you're selling a product for youth, but you're selling who's your customer segment? Yeah, um, the customer is going to have to be the parents. I mean, the parents are the ones that are are driving their kids miles to to these camps. They're they're paying for their trainers. I think I think it's going to be a way for them to protect themselves as well from from guys that are kind of scamming right, right. athletes. You know, right? There's a lot of that for sure. You know, sure. but now you you hit it on the head, man. Like. There's no stone unturned for parents to see the success of their it's, kids. It's called overparenting. It's, it's, a, it's it, literally it, a term. I don't care what the, the unconditional the, love, the, the net worth of the parent is, the household income. It doesn't matter. You know, I've seen it. You know, I'm coming from a super small town. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, right on the cusp of 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 you know medium income as a as a household for my family. You know, right. three kids. You know, my parents. They would do anything to see us be successful in the sport that we were playing, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that that's an amazing space to be in, you know, from a business lens. Is yeah, you know, the 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 customer base is is vast for sure, you know. And and there's a a good a a, a component to it where it's it's definitely helping the kids grow and be the best version of themselves. Yeah, you know. Do you do you envision adding some type of personal development piece to this, you know, cause I think that, you know, you, you're, you're having kids come in and be a part of this combine, you know, but. We, uh, you talked about the videos, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how you're sending them f- with home with the feedback. Right. Right. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of camps, they don't, you usually show up to the event and whatever you get in the event, that's it. That And that's where we kind of want to take it a step further, push that boundary. You want to, email you a week after the fact and let you see some actual feedback and you can turn you can this into a tech platform you can turn this into a it literally like a, a social or not social but like a an application a, te- a platform, an application, yeah. a platform yeah. where you're feeding this it's not coming through emails but it's feeding so i see a couple of problems that you're solving one of them is what we talked about the return on investment stuff because you're buying all this equipment and all this special treatment and whatever. Um, But then you also have, you're also solving a problem. Like I want to know how much it costs to be a part of these before I say that, like, it seems like you're the actual, the actual camp. Yeah. An actual camp. Like, and maybe you don't have that solidified yet. Cause I, you know, yeah. but like, it sounds like you're providing an opportunity for that. The small town families in Ohio. You you said you grew up with a single mother. Yeah. um, Or a single parent household. So you're you're providing opportunity for that parent to also be able to put their put their kid in an area of opportunity. Right. So right. you know I, that's two problems off rip that you're solving. Do you agree with those? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And for so, sure. Um, and then you mentioned the um, trainers and the people that have been there, done that. The NCAA athlete, the NFL athlete that are facilitating these camps, which yeah. is why I said like franchise model. This needs to be franchised if it's not already. So like there's really no true instruction manual for how to get your kid to 
become Adam Pankey, yeah. O-lineman for the Miami it's, Dolphins. It's not out there. It's not out there. So how are you making money? What are all the different ways that you're making money? Right. So, I mean, from hosting the camps, obviously, we'd be getting, getting yeah, some entry money from fees. that. And, and the whole idea behind the camp is definitely to make it affordable. That's the biggest goal here for, for people to be have an affordable way to of checks and balances almost. Do you charge people to hold on to their data? Yeah. Is that like a subscription? Yeah, yeah. That'd be is like that, a subscription do you force plan. me into that? Like, do I have to do that? I, I don't force you. No, no, you don't have to do so that. So you can just get the feedback if you want, but you, there is some solidified numbers that would you would be able to have some access to if and work off of. And then the big money maker is selling that to Urban Meyer, not Urban, <laughs> uh, Ryan Day, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. To the Ohio State right. to say, hey, here's all the best kids in Ohio, or here's all, like, this guy is a 90 percentile in sixth grade for all these statistics. Like, Keep an eye on this dude. Is that how? Is that what your plan is? Like, that's the goal. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the end goal. Is definitely working hand in hand with colleges and giving these kids that that exposure that that they're looking for. So, what makes you different? So, there's just, bro, you literally in my head, Nike Spark. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> that's the biggest elephant in the room. Nike yeah. Spark had a chokehold on high school sports. Right. And they failed. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nike Spark failed. Yeah. What? They're not around anymore. No, Nike Spark isn't a thing anymore. And what? What was Nike Spark? What do they do? So Nike Spark was a was the the, the premier camp that got it was invite only. It was invite only. Guys wanted to to be at this thing. You know, the biggest thing was the forty yard dash. Um, there were seven oh sevens, but there wasn't. I mean, it was just you perform. You know that you, you were the top. They gave you a Nike Spark scoring. You know, you want to be 90% or better. Um, but yeah, that was it. That was it. You know, it was just, I got to go to this thing, compete, to try to be. It was like the, it was the simplest NFL combine. I want to be that guy in my class. So who let, is that, maybe I'm answering the question before I even ask it. Like, what's the difference between Nike Spark and right. combine? Right. Um, so we would be specifically testing like these these movements and measurables, whereas Spark, they kind of got into seven on seven. Yeah, scouts. They had some extra a scouting s- event. Yeah, yeah. They, it, it was. And who right, who right. runs the Sparks? Is it like Nike personnel? I think they were partnered with Nike. Yeah. So that's sure. your unique. That's his unique value proposition. Is he's these are being run by people that are in the one percent of the one percent. Right. They're the they're the guy on the Dolphins. They're the guy that played for Michigan that has, you know. The is leader school leader in sacks right. or the wide receiver from Charlotte. Shout out to our guy Austin Duke for sure. <laughs> Austin Duke, uh, who you know leads leads the uh, the school history in in wide receiving yards. So um, he's on to something here. I think. I I think he is, bro. Like, I, I... so how how do you reach? This seems this can't be that expensive to start because it seems like a cash cow. You just put money into whatever camp and then after you get what equipment and staffing and i mean you can even get sponsorship for this yeah. uh, since it's led by the well you already have athletes that are running camps yeah yeah i mean is guys, that part of your running, plan guys running camps oh during their, their summertime all the time i mean we're just <laughs> so i mean it's 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 no like it's 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 no surprise that nfl guys want to give back to their communities right and i mean i don't see any better way of of coming together and giving back to our communities than being 
the guys that our communities look up to and, and being there for them. So. so what's your plan to sell this thing? How do you, how do you get, what's your channels? How do you get to your customers? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to go community-based style. We're going to go Facebook. We're going to reach out on Facebook. We're going to go to the local radio stations. We're going to be in the Old schools. schools. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're in trying the to trenches. put feet on the ground. Yeah. yeah, And I would imagine word of mouth is pretty strong because, like, I remember all the soccer moms were like, you know, oh, my kid is at Combine or oh, my kid's at this training and he's oh, yeah. in the 90th percentile. And it's like now those other parents feel obligated right. to – also put their kid through whatever the process is. I think the only thing about Nike Spark, there wasn't a what's next. You know, once you you compete there, you sit here and sit back and wait. You know, but for you, you're building something that's, I'm, I'm assuming, multiple times a year. You know, where guys can yeah. come in and and guys and girls, because it's, it's multi-sport, right? It's not just right. football-based, right? Yeah, definitely want to break them up. We don't want people coming in, like, right, every right. month for sure. That's, that's not... Yeah, what we yeah. how we want to scale it. So you, is it yearly or have you thought about that? Process? Annually, um, I think I'm still in the, the that process of figuring that out. What what's going to be too much? What's right, going right. to be too little? So uh, testing, right? I, I could I could definitely see twice a year for sure. Right, that, right. That, I could definitely see that. Yeah, so I, I feel like there's a there's a built in what's next in the fact that first off I'm competing with myself. You know, I'm competing with most me. important, most important, most right? Important. That's I'm competing to be the best version of Isaiah that I can be. Yeah. You know, so I think that's a built-in differentiator than than most camps. Um, so I, I got two more questions for you. First one is, like, how did you get started with this? How, how, like, how, where, how where, so there's a lot of athletes that are gonna watch this yeah. that are like, okay, did this dude just is he like you know a born legend and he just kind of knew. The steps to to make this happen like where do you start i mean it actually started at the the dolphins combine that's that's where it started at yeah but that's a moment in time right yeah so you leave the dolphins combine right and you don't just come downloaded with all the information maybe it's energy and passion right but like what did you do to take that next step it's just coming up with a business plan putting putting the pen to paper putting your ideas and thoughts out in front of you so so you can you can see what's going on, not just keeping it locked in my head. Yeah, actionable, but you just Googled that? No, I, I did <laughs> <laughs> So you 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 build a team, you you it's your wife. Is this you and your your girlfriend, fiance? Like No, I mean I'm the CEO of this thing. This is yeah. Okay. So um my last question is what advice do you give to other guys and girls out there um whether they're athletes or not to 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 build to or and just give me the generalized advice yeah i mean i think a good good word of advice is just be open to new opportunities when they arise don't don't shy away from them don't think you're you're not able to to pull up your chair to to whatever party it may be um just know that you're worthy so that that's that'd be my biggest biggest advice to someone thinking about maybe jumping into the business space. And what's next for you? Where do you go from here? I mean, from here, uh, we got we got training camp starting up in two weeks. So I got I got that coming up. But I mean, we're going to be brainstorming, man. I'm going to be- You're still working through the down. season. Yeah, yeah. We're, it don't stop. Yeah, yeah, constantly. <laughs> I just try to try to stay growing, stay improving. Just stay growing. Just that's Love it. it. Yeah. Well, Adam, thank you for joining Appreciate us. Appreciate you, Brody. You're, so you are helping other guys and girls break down these barriers. Um, awesome. And 
It's the purpose I think of this platform. This conversation is going to go a long way for a lot of people. So uh, I just want to say I appreciate you coming uh, to the show. Appreciate y'all having me, man. If there's it's anything we can do for you moving forward, you know where to find us. Oh, and we're excited to come back. Conversation. We're, we're there's episode two of Adam Packy is gonna be. I want to see when this yeah, thing oh, is yeah. when driving you, and, and going. Man. When combine so, matures a little so, bit, yeah. We wanna we wanna hear all of the uh, the, uh, the progress. So let's lock it in. Guys that I've been with since I was playing in first grade. You know, I'm really gonna miss them, but it's just part of growing up, I guess. Bitch on the revenant, bitch on the revenant, ain't this shit evident? Bitch on the revenant, I got a sediment. Bitch on the revenant, oh shit, ain't that Lord lost? That's that nigga from that rap shit. New era in my crown fitted, but I still ain't never on no cap shit. Been a captain of my own ship, back when I ain't have jack shit. Lighting verses since I burned this, got that wheezy.